guys, happy Monday and welcome to To Make a Short Story Long, um, the podcast where we talk about how to practically live out your Christian faith. I actually have two guests with me today, um, Tyler and Nate, and we are going to be talking about Christian relationships, dating, all of that fun stuff. Um yeah, and so I kind of wanted to ask you guys to say a little bit about yourself. Uh, how about we start with Nate? Sure. Um, hi, my name's Nate, <laughs> Nate Alzheimer, and um, I've been coming to this group for, I think, three months now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, what? I, yeah, I, was like, I was like, oh, you're talking about your Tuesday group or H church or something. <laughs> I thought he was talking about, like, my group, like, my church group. And then I was yeah. like, what? He doesn't go. I don't know. I see. It was a joke. Anyways, uh, <laughs> no, I, man, what do I say about myself? Um, I am 24 years old. Mm-hmm. I graduated college two years ago. And Tyler, who will introduce himself soon here uh, we met in college at mm. Whitworth University um, we led ministry together during our last years there in um, collegiate settings and um, I think that's probably where our friendship really took off as well so yeah. I mean, Tyler's one of my best friends and um, yeah so we we started a podcast um, last was it October November Oh, yes. I forgot to mention you guys had a podcast. <laughs> uh, oh, it's all good. Yeah, they have a podcast. It's called Ignite. I'll, like, let you guys know all the details, but, you, I mean, you'll also tell them more about it. Sure. Yeah, Ignite. Uh, yeah. We wanted to start a podcast, and we were like, well, what's a subject that we love talking about? Mm-hmm. And for Tyler and I, it's, it's either, it always comes back to um, things about the church mm-hmm. or theology mm-hmm. or... Um, honestly relationships and yeah. so we we figured relationships would be an awesome podcast to start yeah um, for a few reasons one we just don't feel like there's a lot of perspective from 20 somethings out there mm-hmm. um and then two um not a lot of perspective from um a, a, a guy's standpoint yeah so, that's um, true there's a lot of dating podcasts out there that are started by women and they're amazing yeah. a lot of them that i still listen to mm-hmm. um, but just not a lot of male perspective so we thought okay well let's start one up see what happens and yeah um yeah it's grown to something really fun and yeah that's why we're here today i guess but yeah i mean that it i yeah. mean that is why they're here <laughs> <laughs> today to talk about dating <laughs> i didn't want to do it alone so <laughs> yeah. yeah uh yeah well um by the way my dog is going nuts because i haven't paid attention to her in an hour so oh um, <laughs> i'm sorry if you hear her growl at me or anything like that um uh, yeah, so my name is Ty or Tyler, um, and uh, I am. What am I supposed to be telling? What, what 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 am I supposed to be telling people about? Uh, just I okay. How about what is something that you're passionate about that is not related to your work? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, if you guys will listen to our last episode, you'll you'll understand that. Um, uh, on their podcast, anyway, <laughs> on our podcast, on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's good. <laughs> So, so let me tell you guys what I do so that way I, I don't uh, have a cop-out. Um, so I'm an associate pastor, youth pastor at Central Kitsap Presbyterian Church here in Silverdale, Washington. And um, I've been there for a little over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, been, been a really great job, thing, uh, and just a really good community and, um, you know, love being on this journey of ministry. Mm-hmm. 
Um, something that I'm passionate about that is not the office either. <laughs> you know, I think I'll say I'm, 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 I'm becoming more and more passionate about golf. Oh. Um, right, at the, right at the beginning of, uh, not the beginning, halfway through COVID, I really realized that like, okay, I need to do something active because the gym is closed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, yeah, I missed the, I missed doing things. Like I just, I, I became a person that would just eat and watch TV all the time. And so mm-hmm. I went, so I, I had a golf set and I went and played golf and I was not good. Um, but like there was just something about it that was it was actually really soothing. I played by myself, which was really interesting, and I've never done that mm-hmm. before. And so I've been coughing a lot um, during COVID, and um, I watch like YouTube videos uh, about it now. And like, how should I hit my driver better? How do I okay? How do I make sure I'm not thin on mm-hmm. my on my irons and um, you know those kind of things? And, All yeah, the references I'm watching, I don't like, get. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching like Tiger Woods and and Brooks Kepka and all these guys like uh-huh. when I'm doing cardio on the tra- you know and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> it's so, it's become it's become a lot of fun. I'm still like I'm got I've gotten a lot better um, mm-hmm. in the last month, but uh, I, I'm still not. You know, I I think the reason I I'm so passionate about it now is because I I hate that I'm not good at it. I see. Like I really dislike. I'm, I'm so competitive about my uh, with myself that I'm like I need to be good at this just a little yeah. bit better. I won't be amazing, but I want to be better. So yeah. that's the it's thing funny because I feel like you're probably like the third person to tell me they've gotten into golf over this time period. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a thing. Like yeah, it's, it's one, true. Yeah, it's the only thing to say open. So yeah, it's very yeah. true. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. By the way, I nice. really appreciate it. Um, and we are gonna kind of just get into it <laughs> with a really hard-hitting question do it. um and it's how does your faith inform your dating life <laughs> <We're joking>. yeah <laughs> um t i can go first but um yeah. it, i mean it's it's the the core of what i do in a dating context it's okay what i look for in terms of similar belief systems Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I, I treat the woman that I'm dating mm-hmm. and eventually will marry, it's gonna, uh, a lot of it's going to come from my faith and my beliefs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think without it, it's, um, I would just not have a lot of direction in mm-hmm. terms of, of how to do um, dating and, and marriage biblically and, mm-hmm. um, in a way that's honoring and the, in the eyes of God. So, um, yeah, my faith's going to inform hopefully everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Of course, echo everything that Nate just said. Mm -hmm. Um, It is the thing that drives my life, as it should. Right. Um, My relationship with God is is of the utmost important to me importance to me. So I want it to be that way for whoever I'm dating at the time and and that kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Nate also mentioned biblical marriage dating is ultimately designed to move you into a space where you are married mm-hmm. um, and so how do you do that well how do you ensure that you you don't get divorced how do you ensure that you you care for each other in certain ways um, and and God gives us that picture and that and in, 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 in that kind of blueprint to, yeah. to for example uh, of for marriage and I think dating is just is just kind of a, a, a step to, a process 
towards there. And so yeah. um, making sure God's at the center, um, he is the driving force. Um, I guess I, one of the things that I, I love uh, that, that a men's group had, had me do, and, and maybe this is, is uh, you know, I don't want to, Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, you can take the time. We, 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 we did a we did a word we did a word picture for what our, our vision for marriage was, and I think this is mm-hmm. a really great image for me to think about faith in, in marriage. Obviously, because it's core to it. And mine was these two trees. It's a very Whitworth picture, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Two trees with a hammock in the center, mm-hmm. and the two trees are the are, are the two are the husband and the wife, and the and and, and the the. Uh, hammock is the marriage and the deeper our in the ground is God is the deeper our roots are into God uh, the stronger us as a tree is and that actually as wind blows on us and that kind of thing the more stable yeah. and the more uh, oppor- the, the stronger uh, the, the hammock actually will be and the less likely it is for the, the hammock to fall off mm. um, so that's kind of the, the image that I always have when it comes to dating yeah wow I really like that that's awesome and it's yeah. funny because I, <laughs> I didn't go to Whitworth, but I know that's yeah, like right, such yeah, a Whitworth yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the hammocks the, and the the hammocks and the pine trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's great. That's awesome. Um, that's awesome to hear, and I definitely resonate with both of you guys um, in that regard. Um, I guess uh, one of the questions I've been thinking about a lot lately, and it's kind of been um, because of like just things I've heard from like friends um, and and things like that about just like frustrations, a lot of frustrations around dating. And I guess I wanted to kind of, also there's fireworks. I don't know how or why, but there's fireworks. September 1st. (laughs) Happening. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, and I guess I wanted to, like, I really want to encourage people with this podcast. And I feel like a lot of people feel very discouraged in this area of their lives, like with, with dating and, and things like that, with Christian dating. And I kind of wanted to ask you guys, um, are, are there areas that you have been discouraged in when it comes to dating? And then how did you kind of uh, maybe turn that around? Or did you? Or is it something that you're still working on? Um, maybe some encouraging thoughts or, or just thoughts where we feel like you, like we might be in the same boat or you might be in the same boat with somebody that has Mm. been feeling very like discouraged and things like that. I don't know if that makes sense, Mm, but yeah. Uh, (laughs) one thing that I've been thinking a lot about recently has been why in the past have I felt hesitation Mm -hmm. towards any person that I'm yeah and what it gets down to is I'm extremely scared of choosing the wrong person and choosing yeah. to forward the wrong person yeah. um, mm-hmm. and therefore being against God's will in my life mm-hmm. um, but I think the, the more that I can remind myself that um, regardless of, of what I do in terms of the direction I turn when mm-hmm. it comes to relationships um, I think God is going to direct my path in mm-hmm. one way or another. So maybe that's me walking through a door and maybe that's him shutting it in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, but trusting that he's going to be doing that for me because he, kn- I, I would venture to say that God yeah. also realizes how um, important marriage is to us. Yeah. Um, obviously because he created it. And so yeah. um, because of that, 
um, we have a lot of freedom to not only explore different people mm-hmm. um, when it comes to dating, but we can also rest in this idea of like if if we do make a wrong choice at the start, mm-hmm. um, wrong choice being you know, what if this is not the person that I end up with? Mm-hmm. Um, that just by the natural course of of life and mm-hmm. how God's allowed things to to work in His reality that. Um, we're eventually going to, to, to meet that one person that, that mm-hmm. he wants us to meet. So um, I realized that kind of sounded a little bit close to like the one person myth. Right. But uh, which neither Tyler or I just subscribe to. But, right. But, but I think that's like beneficial to hear that even though like we, we don't think, because I don't think that there's like one per, like soulmate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, like, God is directing you and leading you in this area of your life. It's like he leads you in every area. This is not just, like, hands-off for him. Um, although we have freedom mm-hmm. in it as well to a certain extent, um, it's, I think that's good to, to note as well. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and Nate, you know, the Calvinists would say <laughs> that your wife's been predetermined, and so <clears throat> there's nothing that you do that, that, gets to, that gets to decide that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, that's they may they said that your wife is predetermined, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> it's funny the the thing that that you, it's funny that you 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 stole it almost. It's very similar to what I was gonna say. You didn't steal mm. it, but I feel I think I feel a similar sen- sentiment. But I think from mine comes from I really distrust my instinct, mm. um, primarily because I've I've had those relationships in the past. Uh, that, that were like I had one specific relationship that was so uh, long and I mean long in the context of the, the time that I've been dating like two and a half years and yeah. and uh, uh, I, I told myself like this is the person I'm gonna marry mm-hmm. I love this person deeply and then you know we break up and, and now I look back and I go man there's so many reasons we shouldn't have gotten married mm-hmm. how yeah. bad is my judgment and then mm-hmm. you know uh, you get into other relationships and and then they they don't end they don't do end well and you go man like am I just like missing what I'm supposed to be seeing like am I you know so uh, um, so I think I, I my, I'm discouraged in my own judgment but I'm encouraged um, mm-hmm. when I recognize that uh, uh, there are certain avenues there are certain things that I get to learn from those things and the more that I actually have those. Uh, moments where like even though maybe it wasn't the right person it wasn't that my judgment was wrong it was just that there were things that that were necessary to happen in that moment for me to take away learn from and actually it's going to make me a better um, <clears throat> dating partner in the future it's going to make me hopefully a better spouse in the future as well uh, just because I get to learn so much about me and so um, I think that's kind of how I've flipped my perspective on failed um, and I'm stop, stop calling them failed relationships, but relationships right. that did not end with the ultimate goal of marriage. And so, um, yeah, I think that's definitely something that I, that I feel, um, yeah. you know, I think something else, I mean, Nate and I might both, <coughs> um, resonate with that's discouraging about Christian dating specifically mm-hmm. is the language that we use t- when it comes to breakups. Hmm. Um, and, hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> people, you know, people that say, "Well, I think really God is saying that I should shouldn't be with you." Mm. This is the the worst phrase to ever use to yeah. a person ever, because mm. you're you're uh, uh, they're gonna go, "Well, oh wait, so 
even though God may be saying that. Sure. But you, but you, when you, when, when I hear that, at least I go, oh, there's something, there's something that is not good with me. I'm in an mm-hmm. existential crisis. Those kind of things start to happen. And so I think that's discouraging. And I think mm-hmm. Christian language has really muddied the waters when it comes to our dating relationships. Um, even though it can be used really powerfully, it's also been used negatively. I don't know if you have anything to say about that. But Yeah, yeah no, I would completely agree. I think the language that we use when we're trying to break something off is just as important as it is um, we're trying to start out and yeah. you know we, we just finished an episode with Annie about being careful with our words mm-hmm. um, especially at the start of a relationship mm-hmm. but um, I think as it pertains to breakups and um, I guess spiritualizing those breakups mm-hmm. um, the mm-hmm. big danger then becomes using God as kind of a scapegoat yeah. for just plain and simply like you don't want to be with this person yeah. Um, and I think a, um, a fallacy that we fall into as Christians sometimes is um, thinking, you know, oh, this person has the same belief system I do, so, yeah. you know, we're good to go. Yeah. Um, when in actuality, there's a million different things that have to fall in place first, such yeah. as, like, do you get along with this person? Yeah. Are you guys compatible? Do you mm-hmm. have similar interests? Um, how, do, how do both of you guys recharge? Mm-hmm. Like, those are, those are very real things to dive into. Um, on top of your belief system Mm -hmm. and so um yeah i mean one thing that um tyler you kind of alluded to was in breakups like if you don't want to be with someone Mm -hmm. then be able to voice why um and without spiritualizing it yeah you know hey we're we're not compatible on these levels and therefore i think that we should not see each other but yeah yeah um yeah do you well, feel of like course those, oh, go ahead. oh, sorry. No, you can, you can keep going. Well, of, of course, those things <clears throat> that, that maybe we see aren't compatible should come from a place of spirituality inwardly, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like I come to know those things through prayer, through self-reflection, through listening to the word of God, mm-hmm. but I don't turn around and go, well, hey, I read these four passages in the Bible and they all said that I shouldn't date you. And, right. You know, like that's not, you know, so I think that's, that's important to note too. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like um, in the context of, like, uh, not in the context of breakups or anything like that, but in other ways that, like, those words have been misused? Yeah. Um, I I guess I can speak from personal experience. My last relationship, Mm -hmm. um, we over-spiritualized almost everything. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is... Mm -hmm. We would have a, a date plan for Friday, for instance, but yeah. we would also hold it um, in the Christianese language with an open hand, just in case God wanted to direct either of our paths a different way on a Friday. Wow. Um, so taking it to that extreme, I think, was really unhealthy mm-hmm. um, because what it trained myself to do was um, really not trust God at all mm. with with my relationship. My, my trust in God became... Um, asking for his direction in, in every single thing in our relationship, mm-hmm. which you know inherently doesn't sound bad. Right. But when you're starting to ask questions of like, God, should I text her at seven thirty? Good morning. Or yeah. Fifteen. You know. So, um, yeah. it, it, we just have to be really careful with that. And I've definitely seen some relationships go down that route, mm-hmm. um, and it just becomes really hard. And the, I think 
when you're dating someone in a god on relationship, it should be fun. It should yeah. be easy to some degree. Yeah. Uh, but when we're doing that, it makes it very, very difficult. Yeah. And it also kind of sets you up like, I don't know, like, you know, like, would that continue on into marriage, that type of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and how often uh, do we experience spiritual lows where we don't feel God is, 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 where we don't feel God as closely as we did before. And so how do we, you know, how do yeah. we reconcile that when we do those kind of things? Um, one of the things that I think about too is, um, you know, I said, you know, the, the people that say, Hey, God is telling me to break up with you. Mm-hmm. The one that says, God has made you for me. Mm-hmm. Like God has made me for you. Yeah. And, but we say it and that, there's there's power in those words when you're standing at the altar with the person and you're about to make your vows. Sure, yeah. Um, and you're about to make a covenant before God and with each other that says we're not going to break these bonds. But, I mean, to say that four, four months, five months, and I really believe God has just made you for me. Yeah. Um, man, I, it feels nice, right? I love hearing mm-hmm. that. You're like, oh, this is so nice. Like, yeah, and everything's going good. And then all of a sudden, you know, and then, and then it goes to, like, maybe... Uh, maybe people start to feel what I felt feel like oh uh, clearly not judging what God is telling me right correctly right. I really don't know what God wants for me and so yeah. um, why even see and, and then you know hopefully it doesn't divulge into this but it may then why even seek his counsel when it comes to dating um, yeah that you know so uh, yeah That's yeah something that, I was, that, that came to mind yeah um, so what would you say are I don't know how else to phrase this, but like are we're, we're gonna do it for guys first because both guys and girls <laughs> listen to this podcast. But what would you yeah. say are like I guess some tips that you would give to to guys that are listening to this that just about dating around dating from like your experience your expertise <laughs> like <laughs> all all of that stuff like are there like a couple of things that you keep in mind you know sure. yeah i would say just be brutally honest with yourself mm-hmm. um there's i think there's a it, it can be a really awesome thing to be excited about finding someone who mm-hmm. you could date who you could move into a relationship with um but not letting your excitement, I think, dictate all of your decisions is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would say is, as cliche as it sounds, like communication yeah. is of the utmost importance at the start of a relationship, yeah. through the end of the relationship. Um, and then the, the other thing I would say is um, uh, self-reflection is super mm-hmm. important. Um, and I think guys, at least in my experience, Tyler, mm-hmm. maybe you can speak into this too. I have seen less guys be effective at self-reflection mm-hmm. um, when it comes to dating, and I think there is a lot that you can gather and learn about yourself mm-hmm. when you take the time to journal, yeah. to pray about things, even to like even do counseling. For mm-hmm. um, you can learn a lot about yourself. Um, and gain a lot of clarity when it comes to dating. Yeah. So it's not a yeah. sign of weakness when um, 
you need to really dive into those issues and talk about it with friends or family with um, even other girls mm-hmm. I think is super helpful um, but yeah self-reflection clear communication and then being brutally honest with yourself yeah mm-hmm. that was great that's good that was <laughs> and, so I mean, well I'm, said <laughs> well and Nate I'm, I'm pretty excellent at self-reflection so um mm. It is something that I've definitely grown into. Um, I do think I'm good at it now. Uh, mm. certainly wasn't two, three, four years ago. Um, uh, and I think specifically what's, what's, you know, number, we talked about this in our podcast, the Enneagram is so helpful in understanding who I am, um, mm. in a, in, in a way that leads me to repentance, which is what it's, designed for and then two uh therapy what Nate said like I mean like doing counseling sessions and being able to learn about like oh that's why I react this way in 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 these instances so I think you know those are really good tips uh that Nate shared um I think when I what I what I would say is the one uh, this is a tip broken into three parts um there are three types of people three people uh that can't that uh three people that should be speaking into your life the first is god and the word of god should be speaking into your life how is your your inward relationship with god going what does that relationship look like um are you allowing god to tell you and guide your footsteps and those kind of things um so i think that's number one so so allow god to speak into your life Two, get a spiritual mentor um Find a spiritual mentor that you can talk to without judgment, where you can just kind of spew your, your thoughts out uh, um, in front of them, and they can give you some sort of uh, advice. Uh, they can share. Hopefully, it, they should be older than you. Uh, have them, you know, give you wisdom and those kind of things. Teach you certain things. You're gonna you're gonna glean so much from a spiritual mentor like that. Uh, and then the third thing, uh, the a third person slash group of people I think that should be speaking into your life, especially when it comes to relationships, is a group of friends that know both you and your significant other well, and have seen both you and your significant other interact with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, for example, Nate knows me probably better than any other friend that I have. Mm And so he, he, he is somebody that is really important for me to introduce to my significant other if I'm pursuing a relationship with them mm-hmm. and actually spend time, have him spend time in a space where her and I are together in the context of a, a community. So he can go, oh, yeah, like you guys gel well together and you can tell that or like maybe it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's working that well and 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 he can come out with a completely outside perspective um and speak really well into your life and then she and then for women it should be the same thing too but for guys i think be willing to have your friends give you advice and 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 insight into the way that they see your relationship because they're going to see things that you are totally blind to because maybe you're in the honeymoon phase and you're just like oh so in love and and they're not that way about you know so that so they're able to be like, well, no, that's that's not it, dude. You know, um, and they can be and they can be brutally honest with you, um, which is if you're supposed to be brutal, brutally honest with yourself, you should have people that will be willing to do it for you. So, yeah, uh, yeah. let God speak in your life, spiritual mentor and friends. Wow, I think are really important. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, 
Okay, literally, what I wanted to ask you is, what's your Enneagram type <laughs> after that? Um, I'm a three-wing two. Okay. Yeah, which Nate was originally mistyped. I was mistyped. I was an unhealthy three when I took the test last, so I tested as a nine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but recently just took it again and yeah. found out I'm a three-wing two. Nice. Yeah, which is really... It, it, it's pretty cool that you're able to do that. Yeah. Um, my, I, I am uh, wholeheartedly 100% an eight in any, on the Enneagram. <laughs> I, um, I say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, there is uh, no doubt about it. Uh, I actually had a friend send me, so there's subtypes within each type. Yeah. And uh, there's three of them, and, like, there's... Uh, the way you are in in a social setting, the way you are one on one, and the mm-hmm. way that you are, I think, in a in like in a leadership role, type thing, and like I read the description for all three, and I'm like, I'm all three of those in all three of those scenarios, oh, wow. <laughs> and so, and so it was very clear that that was that so it's very clear that's what I am. So, um, but I am not bound by the box of the eight. <laughs> it is Nobody just is bound la- by any box. <laughs> yeah. It has just given me language. To yeah. be able to understand who I am. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Nate and I did a whole episode on this, if you guys want to go check it oh, out. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I'm a one wing two, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. That, that was, those were all, that was all great advice. What about, um, like, for, what would you say to girls? And, and not just, like, like, think about kind of when you're talking to your friends that are girls um, and just like things that they bring up, that type of thing. Is there anything that you like commonly say to them? Um, and what are, what are those things, I guess, surrounding dating, around dating? Yeah. Um, well, I think... It's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. <laughs> For one, uh, as funny as it sounds, like guys have feelings too. Sure, like, yeah. We, we have emotions, we... We are very emotional people as well. Yeah. Um, we're just not the greatest at showing it outwardly mm-hmm. all the time. And so I think um, for, for women, it, it is hard for some men to show that mm-hmm. and to tap into that. And so having the grace and patience to work through that with them, I think would mean a lot to um, a lot of men out there. And then also... Um, it, in terms of creating a space for that to happen, yeah, um, I think it depends on different people. But for me, it happens in one-on-one situations. So, like my my number one number one love language is quality time. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm like sitting on the porch with my significant other and we're having a deep conversation, like that's the perfect opportunity mm-hmm. for us to have a conversation about feelings. Yeah, um, yeah, and then I think another thing that I would encourage. Um, women to think about is asking more questions when it comes to um, if you're confused don't be afraid to ask more questions yeah um, mm-hmm. I think something that I've experienced in the past mm-hmm. is um, we, we've had a, like a, a really intense conversation and mm-hmm. um, at least from her side she didn't feel like she gained the perspective she needed mm-hmm. um, but I gladly would have given that to her yeah. if, if she had asked more questions. And um, what ended up happening is we, you know, it boiled over and yeah. 
um, kind of had a falling out there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just question ask, and then uh, yeah, what was the other thing I said? <laughs> um, you said guys have feelings. Right, we have feelings too. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, that's such a good. I I I'm stuck. <laughs> um. Wait, has this ever happened? To go, yeah. Well, I have yeah. things to say. I just yeah. am not, I'm not sure how to say them well. Um, I think, so there's two things, and they're both centered around feelings too, but uh, in, in, in a different way. So the first thing is, is number one, I think girls, I, I, at least I've picked up the sentiment that, that most women have this, this idea that men have zero desire to talk about their feelings. Mm. Um uh, right, you, and you get that through television and that kind of thing. That the guy is the is the the brute that like buries everything, and yeah. uh, and that's just the manly thing to do. Yeah. Um, and, and there are certainly guys that that are that way that have zero desire to talk about their feelings, um, depending on the situation. And so again, it's all all of this is situational. Um, but I definitely think that that sometimes girls refrain from those conversations about like feely type of stuff because they don't think guys actually want to have those conversations and I think the majority of us do mm-hmm. and the fact that, that, that we're in a relationship with you you're actually somebody that we trust well enough to have that conversation so we actually out of anybody that we'd want to have that conversation with it's you um, so there's there's that piece uh, when it comes to you know talking about your feelings um, shoot I lost the second one. Oh no <laughs> That's not going to come back. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, We'll come back. (laughs) Yeah, we'll come back to you. No, one thing that I really appreciated about my last girlfriend is she was ruthless in her um, discovery to try to understand a man's struggle with lust. Hmm. And Hmm. she was extremely patient in that process and Mm -hmm. asked so many good questions, um, consumed Hmm. a lot of material outside of our relationship. Um, and it created a space where I felt safe to talk about those things with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that that is a skill that um, I think can be developed, mm-hmm. but it's um, a skill that you know I think would bring a lot of people who are dating much, much closer yeah. in, in that regard, in that, in that field. But yeah. That just came down. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, oh boy, yeah. Kind of to go off of that, um, what what do you think is another thing, another common thing that I've kind of heard around um, is that people don't necessarily know how to bring up really hard topics or intense like conversations, things like that. And of course, it depends on like where you're at with dating, all of that. But from I guess your guys' past experience, like how has it that been done well, and like what did you appreciate about appreciate about it? Yeah. Now, of course, first of all, this stems specifically from what, knowing the person well enough. Yeah. Um, to be able to kind of understand, like, see what how how should I maneuver this conversation? Because with me, I just outright ask the question. Yeah. Um, and if I trust you, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. You know.
mm-hmm. um, it, both with just friendships mm-hmm. and with <clears throat> significant others, right? I think I always say the best conversations happen around a fire pit when everybody is relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or for, like, I, I think Nate and I have some of the best conversations when we have a glass of whiskey and a cigar in our hands, <laughs> you know. Or um, the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, but like when it, when, you know, don't like there's, there are moments where it's important to plan out and say, Hey, we need to really talk about this thing. Mm-hmm. But other times, sometimes it's just a free flowing and like, and, and we're just kind of having a conversation and then, then things just start to come out mm-hmm. and you yeah. go, man, okay, clearly I really like, not only has this conversation gone really well, but I really trust this person yeah. and which is really important for somebody like me. And so I'm, I'm now just, I'm, I'm free. I feel there's no weight on my shoulders. I don't feel, you know, those kind of things. And then also, if maybe maybe somebody asks you a question that you're like, oh, this is going to be a tough thing for me to answer, the question should come from a place of grace and mercy. Yeah. Because they may not like what they hear the answer of, right? Um, somebody may ask, you know, hey, how, have you had sex before? Mm-hmm. And, and they're hoping that the answer is no. Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes. You need to be, in order for you to share that freely, you know, you need to know that there's a place of, there's grace and mercy coming your way. Uh, and, and I think that's, that has to be really important. So, um, yeah. Yeah. See, that's a good call out what you said um, first about um, it just kind of happening unconventionally. Like just yeah. Like just through, you know, interactions that you have with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would also echo that. And, and I guess the example I would use is, um, in high school, I really wanted to expand my vocabulary. <laughs> so what I did is I would I would literally open up a dictionary every single day, mm-hmm. find a random word, mm-hmm. and then go throughout my day looking for opportunities to use that word. Wow. And I think the same thing kind of applies when we, when we want to feel that type of information from someone mm-hmm. is similar to what Tyler was saying is how these conversations just kind of come out of thin air yeah. or so it seems. If you have a running list of things that you're looking for, yeah. like keep those at the top of your mind when you're around this person. And then just through casual conversation, I guarantee there's going to be a few opportunities where you can ask a second and third level question to eventually yeah. get to where you want to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I have, I think, only one other question about dating. <laughs> um, ah. How do you know when you're ready? Like. I know that, especially, I mean, I'm not going to say especially nowadays, I don't know, but um, there are people that have gone through, like, a lot of things in their past, like most people, right? And just being able to know, like, this is a good time for me, this is a good, um, yeah, a good season. Um, I feel like sometimes that's underrated, but, yeah. Are you, I want to make sure that I... You're saying, when do I know that I'm ready to date? When do I know, or when do I know that I'm ready to get married? Um, I or guess both. date with the intention of, like, you want this to work out mm-hmm. long-term. Right. And get married. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, boy. Enough, this was Tyler and I's first episode. No way. On our other podcast. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> am I ready to date? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just... Tyler, I'm, I'm briefly reading the description I wrote so that I can kind of refresh my memory on this. Yeah. Um, but I think just based off what I, I read, 
Um, we talked about expectations, mm -hmm. priorities, hopes and dreams, mm -hmm. and whether those things are in the right place. Mm. Um, yeah. And so, Tyler, I, maybe maybe you can refresh my memory a little bit. But I think what we said about expectations was that um, you know we all have things that we want in our next relationship yeah yeah and it's dangerous when those become like um basically you know pulling a, a hypothetical reality reality into the present and if it doesn't yeah. fit that mold then we reject it yeah so yeah that's at the base or that's what uh, an expectation is yeah um in terms of hopes and dreams um i think what we I think something we mentioned was do these things that I want to see in another person, mm -hmm. are those going to be self-serving mm -hmm. or are they just going to be qualities that I just appreciate in another person? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's starting to come back. So we had a, I had a conversation with a friend and mm -hmm. um, we were talking about dating and he was listing off all these qualities that he wants in a woman. Right. And he's like mm -hmm. someone who is punctual, someone who communicates with me really well, mm -hmm. someone who you know, doesn't ghost me for more than two hours or something. Okay. Like <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to tell him those are bad things. Sure. But, but also, I, I, I just kind of encourage him to think about, do you realize how all those things that you're listing out are mm -hmm. things that are going to serve you? They're not going to serve the relationship mm -hmm. or they're not going to be just good qualities about this other person. Mm -hmm. So I think one way that we can gauge if we're ready to date is asking ourselves those tough questions of like, okay, what are my expectations? What are my hopes and dreams about the next person that I see? Yeah. Um, and, and where do they fall? Like, are they, are they things that I feel like have been revealed to me through a lot of prayer, a lot of yeah. meditation, a lot of journaling, or do I feel like they're just things that I found off Instagram that's like, oh yeah, yeah that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and the, one of the things we really talked about that too was the amount of men, <clears throat> so this is, I think, a, you know, a tip for a guy, thing for guys is a, man, a lot of men can immediately, they ha every guy's got that list mm. of what I want a girl. All how the girls men, have that list too. So it's not <laughs> yeah, just right. the guys. How many, so, so, but so how many, how many people actually have the list of, Hey, this is what I want to be able to do for her. Mm. I want, I want her to be able to provide these things for me, but like, what do I, what am I bringing to yeah. the table? I think that was, that was a big impetus of that conversation. Um, uh, one of the things I was thinking about that I, I definitely didn't have this perspective or I didn't have um, the whereabouts to understand the necessity for this to know if I'm ready to date or not back then um, because I've since had a, 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 the opportunity to, to grow in, in learning about relationships and myself since then. And um, one of the things, the question that you have to ask yourself, am I spiritually and mentally healthy enough to be in a relationship? Mm -hmm. Meaning, um, do, if we talk about the Enneagram, am I in a place of health yeah. or stress? Um, if I'm in a place of stress, I am not going to mesh well with that other person. Unless they're in a place of stress too and it just so happens to work, but then that issue will it'll explode. Yeah. Um, and so, so am I, am I mentally in, in a space? Like, cause I think mental health is really important. Am I mentally in a space where like I can have a relationship lovingly and not stress out and have a lot of anxiety around this type of stuff? Um, 
and there's mental checklists that you can do, right? And you have to know yourself. This is where self-reflection comes in. You have to know yourself to be able to answer that question. The second one is, am I spiritually healthy enough to be in a relationship? If I enter into this relationship, is it going to be the thing that gets in the way of my relationship with God? Or is my relationship with God steady enough and strong enough that it's, that, that itself is actually going to build the relationship? Right. If I am not, if I don't have a good relationship with God, the creator of the universe who took on flesh and died on the cross for me, died for my sins so I can have a relationship with him, and I've decided that I don't really, like, that I'm not, I'm not spending, enough, I don't want to spend time with him. If I can't do that with God, what makes me think that I'm going to take the time to have to, to, to really deeply get to know this other human yeah. in front of me? Um, so the, the prior, you know, so yeah, mm-hmm. so that's, I think, two things that are really, really important. Yeah. I would add another thing. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Tyler kind of hit on this earlier, but having a council of friends, trusted people in your inner circle mm-hmm. to talk about this with can be very helpful as well yeah um because yeah as tyler said before outside perspective is super necessary Mm -hmm. and um i think invaluable when it comes to when we're trying to just you know distinguish if i'm ready to date or should should i stay in my hole a little bit longer um so yeah i would also say reach out to trusted individuals mm-hmm. people who know you best mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and ask them very bluntly like hey I'm thinking about getting back into the dating scene and yeah. do you think I'm ready why or why not yeah that's yeah. good that's very good yeah, yeah. Um, any last thoughts T yeah well, uh, <laughs> I just had one to be honest one of the ways that I probably know that I'm not ready to date if I, is, if, is if I can't uh, not be in a relationship. Mm. Mm. So, so I use a double negative there. Yeah. So, you know, I understand it's tough grammar, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So, if, so if, if I'm just I'm like, I need to have another person, mm-hmm. you're probably not in a space where you're actually ready to have another person. Yeah. Um, because what's going to end up happening is you're going to put a lot of pressure on them, um, a lot of stress on the relationship and those kind of things. And there are so many people that I know that I, I used to be this way. It's like, I mean, like if I don't have a relationship, what, what do I do? What do I, you know? So if I'm not comfortable and content being single, I it's gonna be really hard mm-hmm. for me to have a flourishing relationship um, with another person. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Anything else on your end? <laughs> <laughs> Any other last thoughts? Uh, let me wreck my brain for a little minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's totally, totally don't need a <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think the, the, the last thing I'd say is I think we underestimate the power of time with God and mm. the power of prayer when it comes to relationships. Yeah. Um, and we can be brutally honest with the Lord about what we're feeling. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing that the Psalms show us yeah. is that emotions are a biblical way to relate to God Yeah. and so if you're going through a season of loneliness right now like mm-hmm. crying out to your Lord is um, I think one of the best things you can do mm-hmm. um, if your significant other makes you want to pull your hair out mm-hmm. like, <laughs> that's another thing to be in yeah. consolation with the Lord yeah. so um, yeah just don't just don't underestimate the power of, of prayer and meditation and 
spending time with your creator as you're journeying through yeah. the dating scene. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. I'm going to ask you guys, this is getting a little bit long, but I'm going to ask you guys <laughs> one <laughs> fun question. Um, what is, okay. You get to choose what is either your favorite childhood candy or your favorite childhood cartoon? I can do both. Or, or do both. <laughs> or do both. Um, my favorite childhood candy is by far my Ooh, Love okay. Do you still like them? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll kill the whole box. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then, um, my favorite TV show yeah. growing up, man, it's a tie between How It's Made okay. on the Science Channel. Okay, yeah. Or Tom and Jerry. Okay, nice. Yeah. She, nice. She, 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 said, she said cartoon. She did? So, you say cartoon? Yeah. I did, I did. Oh, but okay. Tom and Jerry. So Tom and Jerry counts. Yeah. <laughs> or Avatar. Or Avatar. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah, um, it's hard because I still like all the candy that I used to like. And that, that's okay. Um, <laughs> gosh, I think my favorite childhood candy, which is not my favorite candy now, but I loved this candy growing up, was a Three Musketeers bar. I still like Three Musketeers, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think I like Snickers a little bit better now. I feel I, like that's a very underrated candy. Three Musketeers. It is. Yeah. But there's not a lot going there's not a lot going on and so that's I think why people tend to not like it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just it's just mousse and then a chocolate casing, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then favorite I guess we're just doing both. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> my fa- my fa- my favorite cartoon growing up was certainly Jimmy Neutron. Yes. I loved that cartoon. Uh, <laughs> not it's gonna lie. So great. Um I also loved watching Ed, Ed, and Eddie. We, I'd watch it with my mom every morning oh before school. Um, but but Jimmy Neutron, I, I, I think I, I have a special place in my heart now for it, too, because I once, freshman year of college, uh, I got, like, I wanted, a, like, a fade with, a, like, a really short faux hawk, and the guy gave me a really tall one, and mm-hmm. I looked like Jimmy Neutron. And so, because uh, I got a big old head, and then I had this, like, spiked point at the top of my head. And so, uh, yeah. You do have a big head. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a big head, yeah. Tyler. <laughs> Not literally <laughs> or figuratively. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining me. I really, yeah. honestly, I really appreciate it yeah, a lot. Yeah. 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 Thanks yeah, thanks yeah of course. Everyone should go and check out their podcast. It's called Ignite. I will link it somewhere. I'll link it. And um, yeah, have a good rest of your day. Yeah. Enjoy your Monday.